Well, good morning again, as we're continuing to move through uh, Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. And uh, got it. I think this is, uh, there's two more weeks after this, as we move through the weapons, uh, the armor of, of God and the armor of faith. And uh, just uh, was encouraged by Sunday morning. And I know uh, that, that perhaps as you're watching this, many of you were there, but uh, uh, great turnout. And, um, and first service was really pretty full, probably 70-80% of what we went in there in this time. And second service, not so much, probably 25 to 30%. So if you're looking for more space, the second service may be the, the service to come to. Of course, our service is at 9-11. And uh, these will, this will be kind of the method that we go by through at least um, uh, the, the end of the the month through June, and then we'll see what happens here in July. But uh, uh, good to see all of you folks, and uh, and have somebody in the sanctuary with us as we worship. And uh, we're continuing with this method of the Bible study, at least for the time being. Uh, summer's not always the greatest time to to begin meeting back at the church on Wednesday night, anyhow. So I, I thought that perhaps this would be the best way to. To move forward at least in the short term, and, and at least through through this study, and then and then once again we'll see um, in in July and uh, a lot of things going on in your life and in my life. And so uh, uh, let's just dive right into Scripture, Ephesians six ten. Finally, be strong in the Lord and His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God, so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm, then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, and with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Um, as we read through this, I guess, particularly as we focus on um, verse 16, in addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Uh, it, it really seems to me that Paul is once again reminding us uh, that we are in a spiritual battle, that, that there is a battle going on, that our enemy is on the attack, that uh, he's not satisfied with just passively uh, responding to what we're doing, but, but there is an attack going on. And... Uh, I, when I think about spiritual warfare and, and uh, you know, some people will say, well, this person was a prayer warrior and this person was a prayer warrior. But, you know, am I a prayer warrior? We all need to be prayer warriors because we're all in the battle and, and we can we can act like we're not. But we are. Um, I'm, I'm reminded of at the end of World War One and the end of World War One. The, uh, Ru the Russians had the revolution uh, near the end of the war. And after the revolution they sued for peace. And when they couldn't get uh, the terms that they wanted from the Germans, the, the Russians said, okay, well, we just quit. 
and threw the, the Germans off for a short time. But then the Germans, after the Russians stopped fighting, said, well, you can stop fighting, but we're not. And they just they just began to attack. And, and then, of course, the, the Russians were uh, really ready to, to accept any terms the Germans would give them. And, and, and oftentimes, I, I, I believe we begin to think that this spiritual warfare is for someone else. Um, if you're a believer, and, and even if you're not a believer, uh, there, there is a spiritual battle going on all around us. And uh, we, we can accept it or deny it. Uh, we, we can ignore it or face it. Uh, but but we need to understand that there is a spiritual battle going on all around us, and our enemy is is on the attack. The attack, and and so Paul says, put on or put on the the shield, take up the shield of faith. Uh, and, and so you know we 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 see in our mind those those big shields that. Uh, uh, not that some little shield on on the arm, but some big shield that they could kneel down and they could they could advance and and it, it would be a protection as they were advancing. Um, you know, it's, this is not still once again not not only a defensive tool or a defensive weapon, but this is a weapon that allowed uh, the armies to advance and continue to advance. And so so when you're hearing this, this is not just how oh, I I can I can sit in space or sit in the same place and and not move forward this is a a tool this is a, a part of the armor that actually allows us to advance and, and if, if you've not got this uh, from this bible study i i as a pastor believe that we should be advancing in our faith we should be advancing uh, the kingdom that there, there's not a time that comes that that we do not stop uh, moving forward and stop um, pursuing and building the kingdom uh, as I thought about this shield of faith, I, I, my mind was drawn to, uh, of course, Hebrews 11.1, 1, which gives us this great definition of faith. Uh, now, faith is the confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. And so there, there's a bit of the unseen in this concept of faith, that there's, there's things that we believe that we can't always see, but we believe it's true nonetheless. And and so in Hebrews 11, you have this great hall of faith. And and as a matter of fact, we're going to talk about uh, Rahab this week on, on our Sunday morning sermon. And, and Rahab is one of those persons that's listed in this hall of faith. Of course, it includes Abram and it includes uh, Moses and it includes... Uh, all sorts of folks who demonstrated faith and 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 a faith in something they could not see, and then at the end of it, it says these were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what they had prom had been promised, since God had planned something better for us, so that only together with us would they be made perfect. And then Paul goes on and. Hebrews 11 and begins to talk about Jesus, that, that Jesus is this fulfillment of faith, that, that they were pushing forward uh, towards Jesus. Uh, they didn't see Jesus. We've, we've seen Jesus through the Word. Uh, we've experienced Jesus through the Spirit. And, and, and so there, there's this aspect where we are completing their journey, that they were going towards Jesus. 
And now that journey has been completed in us as we live in Jesus and as we trust Jesus with our lives. Uh, but, but as I read that, I, I realize that, that even in, in this uh, dispensation, the dispensation of the Holy Spirit, we, we still live in the already not yet kingdom. In other words, we, we acknowledge that there, there is a state of incompleteness still in this world. Uh, e even though Jesus has brought salvation, even though the Spirit is here, uh, we, we still live in a broken world. And if the events of the past uh, few weeks and few months have not borne that out, I don't know what else could. Uh, we, we live in a broken world. We, we can pray uh, your kingdom come, but we understand that we live in the incomplete. And so just as faith was necessary for those in, in the hall of faith, those who, who predated Jesus and the giving of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, faith is necessary for us. Without faith, folks, we're, we're not going to make it. And so as I thought about this, I thought, well, what's that mean? It means we're headed for defeat when we begin to believe God is not at work because we do not understand or we do not see what he's doing. So, so, so we're headed for defeat when we begin to, to doubt that God is really at work. We're, we're, we are headed for de defeat when we resist what seems like his plan, either because we just flat out don't want to do it or it just seems too hard. Now, I, I was really careful here, and, and then I used the word, the phrase, headed for defeat, and not simply defeated. Um, life is hard. Um, you know, we, we used to sing a song, Faith is the Victory that Overcomes the World. I, I don't even know what the, the name of the song is. I remember the phrase, and as I was talking about faith here and thinking this of this as an, an arm, part of the armor, that, that, that phrase came to me. Faith is the victory that overcomes the world. But, but if faith overcomes the world, that seems like a whole lot. Uh, why do we think it will always be easy? Uh, the, the reality in my life is, is sometimes faith is really easy, uh, but sometimes faith is not so easy. When, when things are, are dark and dim and when, when think, circumstances are bad, Folks, even, even in the life of this pastor, you know, faith is a struggle that, that I have to, to continually work at and, um, and seek God's face. Uh, so, sometimes God is more readily seen than others. And, and, and so there, there's a battle in faith. And, and so, so sometimes the language we use when we talk about faith can be defeating in and of itself in that uh, we, we, can, we can use language that, well, if you're struggling, then you've lost. And, and the truth is that, that oftentimes there is a struggle in our faith journey, our spiritual journey, as circumstances may be dark, as, as what we've went through may have been very hard, of what God is calling us to do uh, may be uh, very, very difficult. And so, you know, I'm not trying to excuse uh, a... Um, a failure to obey. Don't 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 mishear me, but but I want to acknowledge to you that that sometimes when we're talking about a spiritual battle like Paul's talking about in Ephesians, 
uh, if we begin to think that it's always going to be easy, uh, then, then I think we are defeating ourselves when things do inevitably get hard. I, I keep coming back to the story from this past week of the of the twelve spies, and you know, ten were oh, we we can't we can't do it, even though God had just performed all those miracles, and 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 then the two saying, oh, we can. Now, even the two that that said that they that Israel could take the land uh, weren't saying it was going to be easy, but but they had faith and God enough to begin to believe that even in the struggle, they could possess the land uh, that God had promised. Uh, they, they just needed to set their minds for the struggle. And perhaps with the 10 spies, what was going on was not so much that they didn't think that they could through God, but maybe they just weren't up for the struggle. Um, that, that somehow already the journey had taken so much out of them that they were not able to do anymore. Uh, and I, I've always wondered, because you have this 40 years of wondering, and God holds them close throughout. Uh, he doesn't simply reject them and leave them. And... He doesn't divide them and take, okay, who's with Joshua and Caleb? We'll go into the land and the rest of you can just go fish or whatever. Uh, but God keeps them all together. Uh, the, the ones, and in this group, there's going to be people that were ready to go into the land and people that weren't ready to go into the land. God just keeps them together and moves with them in the wilderness. And he cares for them and he loves them, and he grows them, and he moves them forward to a place where they can seize the promised land uh, as a community of people later. Uh, I'm not sure where to take that, because I don't believe that God's desire for us is wilderness, but God's love for us includes those struggles in the wilderness. Uh, I, I got to tell you that I am thankful for God that throughout my life has held on to me when my faith has not held on to him near close enough. And so maybe you're at one of those moments and, and you're, you're, feeling, you're feeling the attack of the enemy and the circumstances are really driving you down? Uh, can, can I turn your attention to the God who holds on to us at times? <laughs> uh, maybe probably more of the time uh, when we're not able to hold on to him as closely as we'd like. And um, hold on to that faith. Uh, just simply that faith that God will finish what he starts. Have a great day. Thank you.